streaming live on TuneIn and streaming live back up on Periscope. Hi, Periscopers. Nice to have you with us today. I'm Christian Arkins, alongside, as always, Tom King. Hi, Tom. Hola. How you doing? Yeah, not bad. Nice yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably the last nice one we're going to have. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yep. Especially if you're me. Oh, God. Because I whooped your ass uh, again this week, old man. Oh, God. I'm telling you, this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting smarter or you're getting dumber, but one of those oh. two things is happening. Uh, I, I have nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say. Yeah. I lose by half a game. I lose in overtime mm. by a. There's a play that killed me right there. there. Was. Shouldn't have been the a Denver. touchdown, but I'll shouldn't take have it. been. They looked at it. Oh my God! Touchdown. After further review, the ruling on the field has been changed. That guy. A little dweeb. Ty Hill, that guy's a baller. Yeah, I'm Three tough, touchdowns. I'm talk about the ref. Yeah, the ref. A little dweeb. Hey, listen. It's a tough job being a ref. Good Lord. Don't even get the full-time benefits they so badly oh, want. God. Anyways, we've got a lot, your library. lot to get to today. Uh, Patriots with a unimpressive win over the Jets in a lot of ways, but also a road win and a division win, so you take that. And uh, come from behind win as well. Tom Brady's 200th win of his career, uh, tying him with Peyton Manning for the most all-time. His 50th come from behind win or a game that he had to either come back from or that was tied in the fourth quarter. I'm glad and they didn't get the two-point conversion. You know why? If they got the two-point conversion, I would have been in two games and I lost by half a point. I know. I was thinking. So I'm glad they didn't get the two point conversion. <laughs> I know you were. Oh. Hope, I know you were hoping that Belichick would start running up the score there after Blunt got that that 23 yard. Yes, he was two feet away from a touchdown. <laughs> take a knee. Yep, got to take a knee. You know what happened during that game? If was Ryan it? was coaching the Jets, he would have gone. He would have scored. You think so? Yeah, he can't stand him. Yeah, I know he can't stand him, but he was still eight yards out and. You know, it's not like they were up two scores and they could rub it in. If Blunt fumbled or Lewis fumbled or something, they hand it off and they fumble, and then they take it back, then the Jets win. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't – it was still one bad, one mishap away from the game going the other direction. So, I understand why they knelt it out. It didn't make sense not to. Although, I'm sure a lot of – uh, Did you plan all this? A lot of better this, thought This, this highlight of the Chiefs game when the ball bonks off the goalpost? No, but that was great. <sighs> <laughs> that was so funny. Jeez. Um. Yeah, for no, uh, they weren't gonna fumble the ball for crying out loud. No, but why take the risk? Yeah, I guess so. There's no need to. No, no, and, I take all the risks. Right, of course. Right. And that game went almost exactly how I said it would. Just yeah, while, I while I'm over here gloating, I mean, it I should have thought because I I supported the idea to have Fitzpatrick start the game. I I did. I thought that was the right move for the Jets, and mm-hmm. it turned out to be the right move. Petty wouldn't have been able to do those things. Probably not. No, but in the big picture, I don't think it made any sense. Yeah, the Jets aren't thinking big picture. No, obviously you know, they're they not. Want, they're, they're playing a division rival. They want to beat them. They want to have that feather in their cap and have a little bit of confidence going in. And the and 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 they're right. He would have lost the locker room. I mean, they, the locker room is always going to push for a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. So now, oh no, you'd lose that great locker room. Oh boy, yeah, now at three and eight. That would be. Now at three and well, I mean, Bowles is there for a reason. I mean, you know, right. now at three and eight, you know, there's there's going to be now they'll they'll revisit it. And everybody will calm down in New York. Maybe. They're not playing the Patriots. So They so do have we'll to play see. him again. Christmas Eve. Yeah. So we'll see uh we'll see what the plan is in that one. The game plan last the night I thought was for me to get the hell out of Foxborough as quickly yeah, as I can. Exactly. <laughs> I thought the game plan for the Jets last night started off pretty well. I thought Fitzpatrick was the superior quarterback throughout the first the half. The only reason the Jets lost the game, they could well, their defense couldn't get to Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, and sack him. Right. In the beginning, in the first series, they, they were all they over. Got them a few times, yeah. but they didn't sack them. Didn't sack them. You're right. The other reason the Jets lost the game, they couldn't run the football. Right. Sixty-four yards, and they kept trying. Yeah, well, you you know you you have confidence in it. You want to keep going with it. You got a back like Forte. They could not run the football. Forte couldn't run the football. The other kid actually was uh, Powell. Yeah, he wasn't he bad. Was, he was getting off more than more than Forte was. But really, what was working for him so consistently was identifying a single coverage matchup, usually with either Marshall yep. or the tight end uh, Quincy. What's his name? Yep. Uh, Ananya. None your business. Yeah, over there, no, really. Who had a big game? He had uh, over 100 yards. Oh yeah, and uh, and that great and touchdown threw. catch where he the oh, knee was... went down and then the butt cheek went down. Perfect. And we had a big argument in my house over whether you need one or two butt cheeks to be down for it to be a catch. It was a whole thing. 
But uh, yeah, that was. I mean, that that worked for them. I think you need three, three butt cheeks. Yes. Yep. That's some sort of genetic uh, malfunction. Mm. <laughs> three butt cheeks. Huh? <laughs> Is that your nickname at camp? Old three butt cheeks. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. Um, it was working for him, and then I sort of feel like they outthought themselves. The Jets did. Offensively, um, I think the Patriots did a few things, maybe to take a little bit of that away. But I think the Jets wanted to milk the clock as much as they could, especially when they were up, you know, and they just weren't able to to do that, you know, and they had to give the ball back to Brady and the Patriots, and yeah. that was, you know, that was part of the problem. You know, teams do it all the time; they're not able to put the Patriots away. Um, and you know, New England's got a good team, good enough team to beat that team. That the Jets played well enough mm-hmm. just to lose. Yeah. And they've done that a few times this year. And, you know, I mean, Bowles, you know, talked about that after the game. You know, we didn't make that one play, he said, that we needed to make that would have, you know, given us the win. Yeah. Now, in the first half, I thought the Patriots' offense did not look particularly sharp. Uh, Well, I think you had a quarterback thrown on one knee. Maybe. He missed missed Gronkowski. Gronkowski's then out of the game. They had to punt in their first three possessions. I think that you've got a quarterback who is throwing on one knee. And then finally... You know, trying the deep ball a few times to try to isolate Gronkowski, mm-hmm. it wasn't there. Well, he overthrew him. I mean, he overthrew him, but still the accuracy, the whole bit. You know, it just—I think it all. Th- I think his mechanics were all off. It seemed that way. Uh, they finally broke through, and the play that broke them through was Chris Hogan going deep down to Malcolm Mitchell. There was a pass interference on that play, and that got him in the field goal range. Patriots always go up with that one trick play that always burns you, don't they? I know they really do, and that one didn't even work. But you know, they got the penalty got call, the penalty. so yeah, exactly. there it is, and uh, that's how they got the field goal next possession uh malcolm mitchell forces that fumble which was a great play not malcolm mitchell malcolm butler forced that fumble which was a great play and really his only good play of the game he got smoked by they just got two big turnovers yeah you know big times that led to the first touchdown and then of course the chris long sack at the end um i tweeted out you know who's who's that 95 great play (laughs) where's he been all year well law's been law's you know been been trying. It's not, he's not for lack of effort. He just isn't fast enough to get there. No, he's fast enough at the end. Yeah, he was. He was fast enough to get her. He still, his Belichick said in his conference call today, he still didn't hit him. I know. <laughs> that's true. You know, gave him the old. Doop. Yeah. You know, and that's you know that's that's what's going to happen when you know you're going to throw and everything else. So it was just. Well, was, that's not what happens with this you know, team. This team, when they even when no, they know the down, other team's going to throw, they're not they're not sacking the, the down, quarterback down the stretch at the end of the game with the Jets. That's those things are going to happen. You know that that's when you you know go all out in the pass rush, but it's right. not like the Patriots have been successful at that. That was the first time they got to Fitzpatrick all day. I know, and it was in the very end of the game, and that's not a good offensive line. And Fitzpatrick's not not a good quarterback, and there was a few times where you saw the two rushers and the nine tell guys you what, in coverage, and it's like tell you what, this you, is Ryan Fitzpatrick, guys. You stopped the run, right? You stopped the run with Allen Branch. Yeah. You may not have Allen Branch. No, he also you know? blocked that field goal. Right. Yeah. He's got four games waiting for him if he doesn't uh, survive his appeal. I don't yeah. know when that's going to take place. I mean, I'm surprised they waited this long. You know? Well, doesn't the appeal usually take a week? I don't know. They re- they reconvene in a week. Is how many weeks are they going to let go by while he's appealing? That's the problem. You don't want to let suspension. You don't want to let too many weeks go by here. Now it depends. I you guess. got five. You got what? Five games left. Yeah. Five games left. It's a four game suspension. Sure. You don't want that to go into the playoffs. No. You want them to deal with this now. You want them to deal with it right away. But I, I'll tell you what. You, you want you know the the game you want him to be able to play in my mind. Miami, mm. and their running game against uh, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I cannot pronounce that guy's name. A Yahoo, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I you know, I mean, Jay Ayad, Ayad. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Let's not try. The running back who plays the running the back who's really good for the Dolphins yeah. this year. You know, and one of the reasons why they've won six in a row. So I mean, that's that's the thing. You know, I think they you got to look at that. You do. You know, and, and people forget about that. He made. Two or three great plays yesterday, mm-hmm. and, he, and he was steady with Malcolm Brown. Yeah, he was. Brown was good. Brown had yeah, a good game. Yeah, I know. Um, overall, I think the fourth quarter comeback was always nice to see. I mean, you give you give Brady the ball, and the defense did stiffen up in the second half. You have to give him that. There was the uh, in the fourth quarter when the 
And this is, this is, I thought, the most impressive thing. Chris Long getting the strip sack was good. But the possession for the Jets right before that, where they started on the eight-yard line, remember there was, they got it out to the 16, and there was an illegal block or something, so they had to go half the distance. They're on the eight. And on the first play, uh, Fitzpatrick hit a guy for a 23-yard game. Yes. They yeah. take it out to the 31, and I just thought, damn it, here we go. You know, if they looked like they were maybe getting some momentum back. They get the field goal. They're within one point. They pin them back deep with the penalty. And Fitzpatrick gets out of it in one play. You know, I thought maybe this was going to be it. Maybe they were just going to hold the ball and run the clock out or score again or something. No, they weren't able to. And instead, the Patriots, boom, 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 three That's right just there. it, three yeah. and out. They weren't able to do that. That was the key series in the game. If the Jets Huge. were able to, to move down the field and get more points on the board or at least run the clock down, would have made a big difference. But they weren't able to do it at the end of the game. And that's what Bowles talked about. He said, we got to be able to make those plays at the end of the game. Yeah. Um. And what really sunk him was the intentional grounding, and that was the other time. I, I lied; they didn't. Get, they did get to him one other time, and that was Malcolm uh, Malcolm Brown actually yeah. on that play. Uh, first down, they hand it off to uh, Powell. He gets six yards. Second and four, he's trying to go over the middle, and uh, Brown gets right up in his face, forces him to throw early, and the ball just bounced nowhere. And that was a, a huge penalty. Instead of third and four, now it's third and eleven. And uh, he had a another. He tried a screen pass, and it just didn't. It didn't connect. So that was that was a key series for that defense, and it was helped by pressuring the quarterback. If the that's Jets, all, that's what if it the was. Jets had been able to run the ball, the game might have been a, different, a little bit different yesterday. Mm-hmm. They just weren't able to do it. They need to be able to do that because they don't have the kind of quarterback who can do what Brady did yesterday and throw fifty times. Yeah, you know they've got three quarterbacks. None of them can do that. So. And you know, just the more you have Fitzpatrick uh, throw it, the, the better chance he's got of turning the ball over. So I think the Jets needed to be able to run the football to be successful in this game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they weren't able to do it well enough to that, and not even nearly well enough, you know, because that's how you milk the clock. That's how you do things like that. If the was, Jets could have run the ball a little bit, yeah, probably would have won the game. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. If they, yeah. if they, if they were able to rush for over a hundred yards as a team in this game, they probably would have won it. I think they needed about 120, 130 yards rushing out to to win the game. They ended up with sixty four yards. Yeah, sixty four. That's horrible. That's. I not, think if they had ninety yards, they might have won. Yeah, <laughs> Seriously, they, See, that's three first downs they, they could have had. Yeah, they needed. They needed to be able to do that. And and once you knew Fitzpatrick was going to have to throw the ball, and I'm not talking about the last series, but I'm talking about a lot of the other series. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, if you're able to run the football successfully like that, that helps to play action. Yeah. And that's what Fitzpatrick is good at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're, you're not running the ball, and Fitzpatrick has a fake handoff, and you're like, <laughs> you know, you're just <laughs> yeah. sitting back there, what, are you serious? We know you're going to throw it. You know, and, and your offense becomes one-dimensional. They needed to run the ball better. Yeah, I agree. Uh, after that, after that punt, Patriots had their touchdown drive, which almost went very, very badly. There was almost a moment there mm-hmm. where you thought, oh, God. Well, they made a big fourth down play. The fourth down play, exactly. Yeah. It was fourth and four in the 37. They're down one. Yep. Guskowski could have been called upon to kick a 54-yard field goal. Yep. And instead they went for it on fourth and four, got James White in the flat, and he, he crossed the line. Kicking a ball in the Meadowlands, all right, is not something you want to do. You well, don't want to have to make a long-distance kick in that stadium, even the new one, because that's you know that's, it was you know rebuilt obviously a few years ago. That scumbag kicker you used to have was fine in the MetLife, the, yeah. the Giants. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Josh Brown he kicked a lot of long field goals. But this is something you don't want to do this time of year. Stephen Guskowski's season, the season that he's having. Forget that. Uh, it, yeah. Forget that it's a MetLife yeah, for a second. Good. Not if good. that was at Gillette, if that was anywhere. They would have gone for it on fourth down because they don't trust him. No, they don't anymore. And last year, the year before, any other year of his never career. never been a real long kicker, though. Mm. You know, he's not one you really want to put out there for a 55, 56-yard field goal. No, but you would trust him. Yeah. You would trust him to hit it. But you also can't take the chance that the Jet, you know, well, I mean, well, I mean, they were down already. But, you know, we'll talk about what Kubiak did last night. But, I mean, that's a... You know, it's always a gamble. It was fourth and four. They had all three timeouts and two minutes, 53. So they had three timeouts and the uh, two-minute warning. Don't want to give the Jets the ball. No, you don't want to give them the ball, but if you you turn it over on fourth down, you give them the ball anyway. But you don't want to give it to them there. You don't want to see what I mean? 
You know, I mean, you, you you make the field goal, they get the ball there. It's, I mean, you miss the field goal, they get the ball there, and and it's. And then they try know, and run it three times, and you know. I well, mean, I don't know if they would have. I mean, I don't know what Bulls would have called. I mean, given the way they were running, given the way they weren't able to run the football, but last year Guskowski would have attempted a field goal. Twenty fourteen, Guskowski would have attempted a field goal there. Probably on 20, fourth and four. Probably, probably you're right. They don't trust him right now. No. And it's to the point where it's affecting their decision-making. And it worked. I mean, obviously it worked. They got the touchdown. That's fine. But, you know, if that was the Seahawks defense or if that was the Broncos defense or if that was any of the other ones, the Patriots in the playoffs don't blow teams out. When they win in the playoffs, when they win in their Super Bowls, they win by three points. They win by two points. They win by a point. Right. They don't. They need their kicker to kick those field goals. They, and don't they need to be able good, to trust they them They don't do blow it. good teams out. Yeah. But. And the Jets aren't even a good team. But we don't know what that process was before the game. Because what happens is they kick during the pregame. And then they go to Belichick and they say, okay, I can do this mm-hmm. range. Maybe 54. Then he missed a 38-yarder during the game. Maybe 54 so. was out of the range that he told Bill he could, Belichick that he could, that he could kick. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they knew they weren't going to be able to use it anyway. So who knows? We don't know that for sure. Yeah. You know? Guskowski had uh, three field goals, missed one, and the distances were 29, 39, 41, and I think 38. 38 was the one he missed, right? That's the one he missed, yeah. Yep. Um, he's not been good this year. I think we all can agree on mm-hmm. that. He's not been, you know, cut the guy, but. I think a lot of kickers haven't been good this year. Oh, absolutely. They're, sp- they're spooked by the extra point then. Mm-hmm. They really are. You hear, you'll hear them moaning and groaning about that towards the end of the season. Yeah, they'll want that rule changed. It won't be. It's the best thing. It's one of the best things in football right now. I think it's good too. You watch the extra point now. You don't get up and go to the fridge or get up and and or flip the channel or whatever. Mm-hmm. You watch the extra point. Guskowski this year is fifteen of eighteen field goals. Four for four between twenty and twenty nine. Six of eight between thirty and thirty nine. 40 to 49, he's 3 for 3, and 50-plus yards, he's 2 for 3. That's 83%. So his accuracy is off. His accuracy is off 30 to 39. That's that's interesting. I know. Um, as for extra points... He's missed 3, right? Yeah, he's 28 of 31. And I don't know what that percentage is, but... You know, well, it's, it's good. It's I mean, good, it's yeah. good, but these are... But everybody's pretty but, good. But, yeah, you know, the thing with the extra points is I really think you have to look at the fact that the play is... is it's not... Three years ago, if you had said, oh, you missed three extra points, you go, what the heck is wrong because of the fact that it's a, it's a gimme. It's not a gimme anymore. Mm. So, you know, it's a kick that you should make. Oh, wait, make. those numbers I were looking at were just in his wins. Oh, all right. In he, total, see, he's 16 of 20. Field goals? Yeah. All right, so he's missed four this year? And he's missed three extra points, 31 to 34. So he's, missed, he's, missed, seven, four field he's goals. missed seven kicks. Yeah, seven kicks overall. Yeah. Which is a lot for him. It but, is. You know, it's also, I mean, that's that's a big part of the Patriots, you know, map of success, really, is having a reliable kicker. I mean, that's that's something they've always had. They've always had Tom Brady. They've always had a reliable kicker. Throughout the, throughout the 16 years. Sure. Um, we'll get into that and a couple other things as well here as we recap the Patriots' win over the New York Jets. Patriots now 9-2. and two. Tom Brady tied with Peyton Manning for the most wins ever. And uh, Greg Gumbel on the broadcast could not have possibly cared less. I thought that was hilarious. He goes, and that's 200 wins. Oh, I wasn't paying Back to you in to studio. I mean, it was, uh, it was amazing. It was like he was waiting for the bus. <laughs> um, but we're going to take a break <laughs> right now. Get out of there is what he was doing. Take your phone calls at 603-883-9900. That's 883-9900. Your text messages at 845-827-1250. It's Christian and King here on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Visit ESPNNHradio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPNNHradio.com. 
The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like they, We have, I would say, one of the best football programs in the state and constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Seacoast School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that better specialize in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. If you've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight, well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, wallpaper, flooring, and especially window treatment and installation services. They take you from start to finish. Everything from the estimation to the delivery and installation. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Hey, it's me, your house talking. You know what would make me really happy? If you had to Lowe's for big savings on their porter cable drills so you can start building your 20-volt system. They have all the torque you need to finish that project you've been putting off. You do that for me, and I'll stop peeling my wallpaper when I get bored. Make your home happy with great deals right now at Lowe's, like up to 30% off porter cable power tools. Valid September 26th through October 12th. Excludes accessories, U.S. only. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot down in front, picked up by Crosby, lobbed down the ice, and the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs, three for the win, it's good! Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. This is your home for the Boston Red Sox. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire.
back here, Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Also streaming live on TuneIn and streaming live on Periscope. Good to have you with us here today. Uh, we'll go over our picks for the week later on in the show. Uh, also have, uh, do we have to? <laughs> some thought. Yes, we do have to. Do we have to? No, we don't have to. You have to. Oh, my God. You have to calmly and professionally tell everyone. About the yeah. National Football League. I was going to say about how badly I'm kicking your ass, but that works, yeah, too. Whatever. Oh, God. You know? Jesus. Same thing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I hate every day of the week. Man, I used to like Sundays. Now I hate them. Yeah. Do you think the uh, Do you think the Patriots learned anything or improved anything about themselves yesterday? Ah, I think they learned that they can, you know, hang in there physically with teams. You know, they really did kind of battle it out. And they weren't coming in there with full strength. I think they learned a little bit about their offensive depth because, you know, Brady had other, you know, he had to go without his two tight ends. Right. And the other ones, you know, doing really well for Denver. (laughs) So, you know, yeah, he did. So um, I think they realized, and I think they learned again, you, you, they knew it, but it always takes a reminder that their quarterback is really just unbelievable. Because of the way he played on one leg. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's what they learned. You know? Uh, it's And they just reaffirmed some of their things. You know, they won a close game. You know, they had lost a close game a couple weeks earlier. And I think that this just really gave them a little bit of a boost. Um, uh, that's That's about it. I mean, they're good enough. To win the AFC because, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, there are teams with good records and hot teams out there, but how good are the other teams? You know, that's that's the one thing we haven't learned yet. Mm. We really don't know how good the Oakland Raiders are. No. We really don't know how good. I mean, we've seen them. I mean, they, they you know, the Kansas City Chiefs are, you know. And, and maybe, how will we know? And, we won't know until and, they play the Patriots, and right? We don't, I mean, like and that's... we don't know how good the Miami Dolphins are, but we're, we may find out in the next three or four weeks mm-hmm. if they keep this thing going. You know? Sure. So that's the that's When you the say how thing. good they are, you mean in relation to what? In relation, in relation to, to being able to challenge for the AFC title. Can they that's, beat the Patriots? Yeah, well, yeah, that's basically it, you know? That's sort of the new standard now. It is. And it's it not is. even really that new, if you think about it. I mean, this has been the standard for a few years. It is. Now the question down the road is, okay, you know, who gets the home field? Mm. It's a big deal. Certainly. You know? I don't think you're going to see Denver that far. I don't think they have the quarterback, even though he played well last night. And their defense is suspect a little bit now. I mean, they they allowed, they allowed two late scores by the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Where the game was on the line, and yeah. they could have won it for them, and they didn't do it. No. So I don't think the Broncos' defense— They were very undisciplined. I don't think the Broncos— penalties. Yeah. I don't think the Broncos' defense is is what it was. You know? I, I don't know if any defense going to be what the Broncos' defense was down the end last year. I, I, I agree with that. But, I mean, they needed to get— But to I Alex, also think they they'll play a bad to, game or two. They still got the people. They, they got the to talent get to in Alex that secondary. Smith. They needed to get to Alex Smith yesterday. They didn't do it. Mm, that you was know, a, not at the, the end. No not, one scored any points for the first three quarters. No, but game. not at the end. Yeah. You know, not at the end. They needed—your defense comes down to what they can do in those last couple of minutes. They— you know, Simeon gave them an eight-point lead. Yeah. And they couldn't hold it. You know? Now, granted, the, the, the you know, they got great field position on that last, you know, the last drive. But they also, Denver scored first. Denver scored first in the overtime. And, and they couldn't stop Kansas City from scoring. Mm-hmm. And then they couldn't stop them again at the end of the game. You know? that Those are three shots your defense had. Two to win it, one to preserve a tie, mm. and they weren't able to do it. So I think you take. I don't. I don't think Denver right now. Now it could change. And is on their home field too. And oh, see, yeah. that's not good for Denver. It's not the same year. No, you know? it's a different year. The Raiders they want a shootout. They can get into a shootout. They can score some points. 
See, that offense could test the Patriots' defense. I you think know? they absolutely will test the you know? defense. But the one, I think most, the one thing we don't know about Tom, Oakland. Tom, Colin Kaepernick challenged the Patriots' Right, but the defense. one thing we don't know about Oakland is can they do it in, you know. New when, England? No, can they do it when it's, you know, when things count, you know. Yeah. They, they, we never see, we've never seen them like this before. Not for, not it's since. 15 years. Not <laughs> since the, they visited snowball. here and did, did, yeah, the snowball in January 2000, uh, 2002. No, that's not true. They were in the Super Bowl the next year. They lost. Right, that's and true. And it was an entirely different team with entirely different players, none of whom are in the NFL anymore. Right. So, you know. So this is, you know, this <laughs> other is than a, that. other than that, right? You know, but this is this is the thing, you know. This, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns out there. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I think the Patriots are showing that if Tom Brady doesn't have a good to great game, there isn't, you know, like if he yeah, didn't, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. No, this team is about as one dimensional as they've been in a long time. I'd say. Yeah, basically. And I'm talking, I mean, I know Blunt's having a good game running in, in the offense, sort of, you know, if you want to extrapolate that a little bit from Tom Brady. There's other things offensively they're doing well. Now, on, now on Sunday, they're going to play it all. That's it. They're going to play a very overrated <coughs> oh, Rams yeah. defense. Okay? You think Sean Rams... Payton wanted to send a message to Greg Williams last yeah, night? Yeah, I just saw the uh, the option wow. play that they did. Yeah, when the guy was wide open. And they, that was with a 21-point lead 49-21. Yeah. You know, that Ram, the Rams stink. Okay? They stink. Well, that was a, that was a personal thing there. They, they still they stink. They're four and seven. They do stink. All right, they're going to come here, and we'll see what the Patriots do against them you know, on Sunday. But I bet the Patriots will put up. Uh, I'm going to say thirty points. Thirty points. Yep. Okay. You know, I don't even, and that's the, not even knowing. You know, if not, if I were the Patriots, I wouldn't play with Gronkowski and sit him out. Did you sit Bennett too? Um, because without Bennett and Gronkowski, I don't know if I'm going to go 30 points. I might go 23, and they win 23 to 10 because it's yeah, Rams' offense. But still, see, I think that uh, Deion Lewis will be even better. Uh, I think Lewis and White are uh, they're a great combination to to in and out as backs in terms of catching the ball. They're a know? nice change of pace. I don't think they're you know, super effective you, yet. I yeah, mean, they're you, they're figuring it out. Well, I think Lewis is figuring. I don't think White's figuring it out. I think Lewis is figuring it out because he was hurt for so yeah. long. White's been there. I mean, the two of them together on the field. Like, there's, you know. Oh, I'm not looking at the two of them together. I'm oh, okay. Just, you know, in and out. I mean, they're, they're, they're good backs who will beat linebackers, you know, to the, you know on, on, in, in pass routes. So that gives them another dimension. I think they can survive mm. without against the Rams and still score some points without those two. Yeah. Without, without the two tight ends. Did any of the linebackers stand out to you yesterday on the Patriots? Van Noy and... Shea, whatever his name is, and the rest of those guys, because they looked like they were getting punked yeah, over and over to me. Yeah, in fact, you didn't. You hardly ever heard Hightower's name. Yesterday. No, you saw him out. I mean, I saw him most of the time, but you didn't see him really doing no, anything. No, because the the uh, the the Jets' plan was to ba- basically throw over the top of the linebackers, mm. you know, and they did that. So, um, I don't think you're going to see the Patriot linebackers really do a whole lot the rest of the season. No, except for except for Hightower. You know, Van Noy and McClellan are just role players and, and players who will play well against bad teams. Mike Reese had a uh, bit of a different take on this than most of the other people who covered this game. Yep. His headline is, Patriots win over Jets their best of the year and should serve them well in the future. Mm-hmm. Reese says, things move fast these days. It's like Ferris Bueller. The New England Patriots can win a thrilling nail-biter of a game and almost before the final result is in, taken off the scoreboard, uh, a discussion is sparked about some of the issues ahead. Gronkowski's health, Gaskowski being relied upon. Is the defense good enough? And then there's this one. Was this a quality win? The Patriots win over the Jets on Sunday at MetLife had me thinking about a growing disconnect between the reaction of outside observers to a game compared to the reaction of the players and coaches who were just involved in it. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. The Patriots know this was not their best performance, but it was their best win of the year, and here's why. When Bill Belichick measures the excellence of his teams on an annual basis, he usually starts with their physical and mental toughness and how they rise up in critical situations. Those are the biggies, and there are only so many opportunities to gauge those things over the course of a season to see how players will react in got-to-have-it situations in a hostile environment. That's why what unfolded Sunday was so critical for the Patriots. Regardless of the quality of the opposition, uh, teams need to experience what it's like to not play their best no matter who's on the other sideline and still find a way to win in crunch time. 
Teams need to experience what it's like to lose a top player like Gronkowski early in the game, be limited in the personnel packages that can be utilized the rest of the way, and still be resourceful enough to pull through with a quarterback at less than 100%. Team needs to take the opponent's best punch, such as Quincy Anunwa's butt mm-hmm. touchdown. Patriots did all those things, and it helps explain why Brady referred to James White's four-yard catch on fourth and four as a championship-type play. That's what it took, and Brady should know that means what that means since he's won four Super Bowls. Real quick, I understand what Reese is saying here, but we also saw in a game against a Seattle Seahawks team that they are much more likely to face down the stretch in crunch time in the Super Bowl than they are the New York Jets. True. They had the ball on the, what, four-yard line? Or on the what, whatever it was with four downs to go? Mm-hmm. And they couldn't, get the, they couldn't get the ball in the end zone. So, you know, it's nice to see them do this. It's nice to see them rise to the occasion, even if it's against the Jets, who have three At wins this year. At what point in the year. game? What? At what point in the game? What, what are you talking, talking about? about? The Seahawks? Oh, you're talking about Seattle. At oh, the end the of the Seattle. Seahawks. Right, right, right. When they couldn't punch it in from the one. Right. No, that was, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah. That told me a lot more about this, this is team the, and how good they are than what they did against the Jets. Well, this is the antithesis of that when when they didn't have a lot of good players that, that you know, that they, they could use. I mean, you had, you know, they were able to come back and win that game basically without their two best pass receivers, mm-hmm. you know. Now, here's Belichick at the end of the game yesterday. Okay. All right. We played our best football when it counted the most. It says a lot about our team, their resiliency. This is what he likes. Their resiliency, their mental toughness, and their ability to focus and execute under pressure. Focus and execute. How about the ability to let the Jets crap their pants look, down the stretch? A lo- look, a lot of games <laughs> in this league come down to the last series, a couple of plays, mm-hmm. whatever it is. You battle it out there for 54, 55, 59 minutes, and it comes down to one or two plays that they're critical, they're executed well. Okay? that they're executed well, that they're designed well, that we have a chance to do it. And that's, you know, that's the thing. That's what the, you know, that's what a lot of these games, even against bad teams, come down to. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They weren't able to do it against Seattle. No. Right. I understand that, you know. And that's the only other good team they've played. And they've only played two playoff teams this year, right. Seattle and Houston. Right. And Houston's terrible. Oh, Houston's awful. And the one team that's good that's a playoff team – did whatever they wanted to to that defense. And then when the Patriots' offense the, had the ball on the one with four downs to go, they couldn't get in the end zone. So, you know, I mean, it's great that they rose to the occasion and beat the Jets. Believe me, if they lost to the Jets, that would have been embarrassing. It would have been an embarrassing loss. But to stave off embarrassment is different from, you know, winning, I don't a, think it winning a playoff I don't game think, or winning the Super Bowl. I, think, I don't think it would have been an embarrassing loss. To I lose think, to the Jets? Well, the Jets are, you know, always... Any the, team who loses to the Jets should be embarrassed. The Jets always, well, three teams did. The Jets always give them a tough, a tough fight, you know? So I don't think that that's, that's Yeah, they're the Bills, the Browns, and the, uh, and the Ravens. The Ravens should definitely be embarrassed. Oh, the Ravens but The Bills shot. and the Browns, you know? The Ravens, the, what'll kill the Ravens this year? What could kill the Ravens this year? They're tripped to the Meadowlands when they lost back-to-back weeks. I know. You know, By the uh, way, speaking of the Ravens, you want to talk about a team that always plays the Patriots tough? No, yeah, that's a Monday night game. Yeah. Coming up. The next three weeks, all right, they'll beat L.A. I'm sure they'll beat L.A. No, they'll beat handily. L.A. Then they, have two, then they have two games that are going to be Denver really tough. and Baltimore. I mean, those are right. two of the two teams that play you tougher than anybody sure. other than the Jets. Right. And you got them back-to-back. See, I think the Jets. I'll learn about this team. If they can, if see, they can I, do that against the Broncos and the Ravens, then I'll start talking about see, best I, win of the year. I against think, the Jets, I'm sorry. I don't care. I think the uh, I really don't. I think the Jets will be patsies when they, or, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be pretty easy to beat when they come Christmas Eve because they'll be like, oh, we don't even want to be here. You know, that's their, that'll be their mentality. The kicker's going to be playing quarterback? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. God. Brandon Marshall's going to be playing middle linebacker. Just going to be trying new stuff out. Yep. Um, well, I actually have a Brandon Marshall who's a linebacker in Denver. That's he'll right. Get, he'll get traded to the Jets. That's true. Um, and the Denver defense, as you said yesterday, they probably could have used Brandon Marshall and a couple other guys. But they're not as good as people think. They're, they're not as good, but they're still they're still playmakers. And I think once it comes down to uh, see, once, that's another team that can't run the football. The Denver, no, they can't. For that's Denver true. to be good. That defense was, I think one of the reasons that defense faded yesterday was last night was they were on the field too much. That's that Denver, what I think, yeah. That Denver 
Denver for Denver to be good, they need to be able to run the ball. You know, mm-hmm. and when they lost their running back, that or hurt. kick a sixty-two yard field goal, that yeah. too. Uh, you know, let's talk about that. <laughs> that was I, quite a call. <laughs> you know, you see the you saw the agony in his face when he before he had to make the decision mm-hmm. when they didn't make it on third down. You saw the look on Kubiak's face, like, yeah. "Oh no, I got to make this decision. Do I want to play for the tie, or do I want to go for the win and maybe lose the game?" Yeah. Because going for the tie there, unfortunately, was the right move. That was the right call. Going for a o- tie. Overall, probably. It was. He trusted his defense. I can't I can't fault him for that. Punting would have been entrusting your defense too. Yeah, I don't think so. How Trusting much him to left? keep him out of field goal range. Right? See, he said if he had he said if he had timeouts, if he had timeouts, he probably would have punted. Because then you kick the ball to the other team, you call enough timeouts that if you hold them, you get the ball back with mm-hmm. a little bit left just to try something, and maybe in decent field position, where it would take one play offensively to set up a field goal. Yeah, and you wouldn't have to worry about you know if missing the kick because if the, the game would be over. I was shocked at the time it elapsed that far. I, I was watching the whole overtime. I was shocked, but those two drives took so forever for both teams. So. 62 yards. Well, here's here's the other thing. In Denver, I guess. If you're gonna That's do it, the you thing. Do it here's the other thing. The kicker told him, I can do 60. You know, before the game, he was hitting 60. Mm-hmm. And Kubiak said he was hitting from that distance in practice during the week. Yeah, great. You know? One time in practice, I made 10 free throws in a row. No one, you know? Like, I didn't see it, so I don't believe <laughs> just it. Just saying. Yeah. Like, seriously, who cares what he's doing in practice? 62 yards? Well, leg strength. You got some kickers who they already know. What's better in the standings, a tie or a loss? Oh, for them, a tie. Obviously. Yeah. Because they both get ties, and they both be in the same position behind the behind the Raiders. And Kubiak, I think, should have maybe thought about that a little more. You know, because that is a really tight race they got going on in the AFC West, and it's great. It's the most fascinating thing in football right well, now. Well, he's out of it now. The a- well, yeah, now they're third place. Yeah. The Broncos are in third place. They in have to division. fight to make the playoffs. I know. You know who else is in third place? The Colts. <laughs> Colts are in third place in the South. Behind well, there's the, only four teams there, right? Yeah. Yeah, they, but they're behind Houston and Tennessee. Right. The well, Colts. They, yeah, but they didn't have their quarterback the other day. Tom, what are you arguing with me for? I'm just laughing at the Colts. Oh, for yeah. Being oh, in third oh, oh, well, I, I, that's what I would expect. I'm not, I'm not, you know. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. A bunch of losers. That's yeah, all. that doesn't surprise me. Screw the Colts. Right. Titans are up and, and coming. And the Broncos, for that matter. Titans are up and coming. Yeah, they are. Um, some interesting uh, matchups this weekend. We'll get into that next hour. Uh, but I like also, the call. What? I like the you I, like the field I, goal. I like the field goal because if he like kicks that. it, if he, it really worked great. If he kicks it, he's a hero. You know, mm-hmm. that's you know. And if he misses and they go back down, get in the field goal range, which is much easier yeah. to do on the fifty than it is on the what oh, if yeah, they had punted yeah, forty-eight yard line. Yeah, no. I mean, come on, that was a hor- that was a really dumb idea. I mm-hmm. thought, and he didn't. I mean, he didn't come close to hitting it. No, he didn't. That's what yeah. shocked me. I thought he would. I mean, know, it was a low line drive. Low line drive that hooked. Of a yeah, it looked t- like, you know, looked there was like me on the there. first tee, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it didn't work out. We'll get into the rest of our uh, picks and the other games around the NFL uh, next hour in the 1 o'clock hour. Coming up, we got notes from the kingdom. Get you caught up on what's going on here in New Hampshire. That's all coming up next year on Christian and King. This is the Granite Station for Granite Roots. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit BedfordGreenNH.com. QL1, this is Control, checking in to see how excited you are for launch. Over? Well, actually, Control, I'm kind of bored. I I think you cut out, QL1. It sounded like you said you were bored. That's affirmative, Control. You're about to travel 17,000 miles per hour through Earth's atmosphere, and you're bored? It just doesn't sound that exciting after using Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I was able to get a completely online custom mortgage approval in minutes. All right, you cut out for sure this time. Did you say I can get a mortgage approval in minutes? That's right, Control. Minutes. 
Whether you're purchasing a new house or refinancing your existing home, Rocket Mortgage securely pulls your pay stubs and bank statements to build you a custom mortgage solution so you get exactly what you want. Wow, that is exciting. Yep, definitely better than months of dehydrated ice cream and powdered orange drink. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Visit for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Hey, Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh, really? That's cool. Where's she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh, sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire Housing First-Time Buyers Programs. Right, Owen? That's right. So, Maddie, you should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage. Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage. 65 Market Street, Manchester. And online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage. NMLS number 1323739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License Number MB1323739. Main Loan Broker License Number 1323739. Kurt Stranson. NMLS number 22202. Equal housing opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the Divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit DivineFlooring.com. It's Sunday sit-down with Jared Scaley. The salary cap is going through the roof. Insane. The money is going to be 10 times worse than what it is this year. So, yes, that contract was 15 a year, 15 and change a year. If that happened, if he signed that deal now, that's 20 a year because of where the salary cap's going. All right. Numbers are going to be inflated. NBA fans are obscene, are going to be obscene seeing some of the numbers that are going to come out in the next yeah. couple years. And a lot of outrages, and we're going to talk about it on here. We're going to talk, everyone's going to talk I mean, about it. The numbers are going to be stupid. Every Sunday from 11 to 1 on ESPN New Hampshire. We've got it all here on ESPN New Hampshire. Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. And it's now time to do what we always do here, quarter of one on the show, and that's tell you what's going on and what went on in New Hampshire uh, over the weekend and coming up this week. It's time for Notes from the Kingdom. Message for you, son. King in the castle, king in the castle. Notes from the Kingdom. Well, as far as competition goes, it's uh, this is a quiet week because we're uh, at the end of the fall season. Winter tryouts have started or start today for most schools. I think a couple other sports have already started, like wrestling and swimming have already started their tryouts in their in their practices. But hockey starts today. I believe basketball starts today. It all starts today for high schools to start the next phase of our school year, which is <laughs> the winter. But we ended the fall with a bang. Wednesday night, the South, the North-South uh, Turkey Bowl in Nashua uh, certainly was far more entertaining mm. than uh, the 48-8 Central win over Trinity on Thursday morning. Yeah. 41-35, Nashua South tops Nashua North, breaking a three-game losing streak against the Titans. It came down to a fourth and one play. Nashua North had the ball inside the 10, look at the five, with four plays to get it in. Uh, and Levi Goslin got it down to the three, got it down to the two, got it down to the one, and then on fourth and one didn't get it in. And, and you know, as time, you know, with six seconds left. And Nashua South survives a great football game. North had taken a 41-23 lead. They were, they were or 41-21 lead. They were in command, and then North came storming back. After South had grabbed that big lead. 
And uh, we're that close to tying the game. And it would have come down to an extra point kick to, to win it. Um, just a lot of drama. Great game. Uh, Wednesday night, it was freezing at Stello Stadium. It was cold. Uh, nice and warm in the press box. <laughs> but um, it was just a fabulous game. And, uh, and there you have it. That was the, the, uh, the Sean Holland played a great game for South. I think he threw for two touchdowns. Uh, uh, Baldessari played a great. He threw for two for North. They all played great games. Uh, Miles Johnson, I think, ran for over 100 yards for Nashville South. They just had uh, a stretch where they were down 13 to nothing. North got in the red zone five times. And only came away with 13 points. That, to me, was the story of the game. And it opened the door for South to go on a 41-8 to run. 41-8. to That's a huge disparity. That is huge. And the Panthers just and then And that's what won South the game. Mm. So, fabulous football game. Great game. I don't think the crowd was what they wanted. I think it was barely two. Really? 2,000, yeah. Um, I think they would have loved to have seen a bigger crowd. Uh, I hope they don't change the time. I think the time is good. They shouldn't go any later because it's just too darn cold out there. And uh, it was freezing. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see what they do next year. They are going to go night next year. They are going to play Wednesday night next year. And my guess is they're going to try for two, you know, for next year, maybe the year after that, to try to see if they can build to a bigger crowd. And then, and then go from there. So there you have it. There's your notes. All right. I got a couple of notes. Uh, Donald Trump, President-elect Trump, <laughs> had a big weekend. <laughs> oh well, first God. of all, this was a very... What, a, what, a, what, what an entertaining four years. This, this is a very oh hard thing to keep track Scary of. Scary entertaining. <laughs> because it began with Jill Stein, of all people, demanding a recount and raising money to get recounts in certain battleground states. Oh, Wisconsin they're, they're do everything they can. Yeah. Some other states. And... Uh, she got enough money. She raised the money, and they asked Hillary about it, and she said if they raise the money, then we'll support the recount, you know, if it's going to happen anyway. And uh, then Donald Trump said, I can't believe they're having a recount. This is ridiculous. Uh, accept the results, blah, 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 blah. Not 24 hours later does Trump start tweeting that he would have won the popular vote if not for the millions of illegal votes cast for Hillary Clinton. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. So he went from saying there shouldn't be a recount to – there were millions of, of illegal, votes. illegal votes. Well, he's not going to ask for a recount. He won the election. But so. then why is he saying that there were millions of illegal votes? If there was millions of illegal votes, then how? who knows how many illegal votes were for him? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, why? No, good point. Now he's contesting the results of the election that he won. I know. He won the election and right. he's contest The tweets, I mean, they couldn't be more clear. He says, oh, yeah. in addition to winning the electoral college in a landslide, I won the popular vote if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally. He tweeted this over the weekend. Uh, it would have been so much easier for me to win the so-called popular vote than in the Electoral College and that I would only campaign in three or four states instead of the 15 states that I visited, which is actually a decent point. But then he says, serious voter fraud in Virginia, New Hampshire, and California. So why isn't the media reporting this serious bias big problem? Clinton won those three states. But if there was serious voter fraud in Virginia, New Hampshire, and California no one reported about because no one, I mean, it wasn't a thing, then who's to say there wasn't serious voter fraud in Wisconsin, in Ohio, in Florida, in Michigan, in all the states that you won, Donald? Why are you digging into this? Why are you pulling this thread? I'm just going to go home, shut my door, and stay there for four years. <laughs> and then in four years, I'll peek my head out the door and see if it's safe to go back outside. And that is a nation... That truly has no clue. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, what is he We're doing? We're in for it. I'll tell you. It's, I don't know. He's got to, he's, they're going to have to. Before the election, Trump gonna... said that the results were going to be rigged. Right. And that it was already rigged against him. Right, but no one he thought he was going to lose. Yeah. And then he says, I mean. I don't know. Yikes. Yep. Then he says that Stein's effort to, you know, crowdsource the recount is a scam. And then he says there was voter fraud. If there was voter fraud, wouldn't you want to recount? Wouldn't you want the votes to be, if there was fraud, right? Unless you, you won. You are, you, are, you are 
you are trying to apply logic to this. There is no logic. China. All right. There is no logic. Okay. Yeah. There isn't. That's the we problem. can't do anything right. Our military has to be strengthened. That's, Our vets have to be taken care of. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just hope that he's got enough people around him, you know, aside from the other crazies he's put in there, that he'll put in there that will, you know, kind of say, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to do it this way. You have to do it that way. I love China. I just hope that that happens. I hope Romney's one of them. I don't know if he's going to get in there or not. You know? I mean, I think you have to. I think they're going to ask Mitt to get down on one knee, and I don't think he's going to do that. This was one of the most insane. Like, <laughs> there was over the course. Put the get used to it. Put the phone down, man. Get used to it. He's going to keep doing it. He said it's a great form of communication. It is not. He's not. He's not even. It's. 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 He's off the rails. Tom. It's torture. It's. It's what's going to happen. I know he is. He's at, he's calling he just, for a recount. Just, he can't take yes for an answer. You're just figuring this out now. He won the election. What's he I want know. a recount? What's he calling fraud? They got it. They because you didn't win the popular vote. You some, don't have to win the popular vote. Somebody's got to sit him down and say, Donald. No one. They've been trying to sit him down for a year I and a know. half. Well, the other Republicans have. Everyone. Everybody around him is going to have to sit him down and say, you know, Donald, take the phone away. Don't tweet anymore. We'll prop you out there for a few speeches. Let us run the country. You know, <laughs> it's not going to happen that way, but, we'll, you know, they've got to try to do something. Yeah. It's, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is the thing. Um, also today, and this isn't so much something that has to do with New Hampshire, but it's a big story today. Uh, this morning at Ohio State, there was a scary situation. Um, the university issued an alert of an active shooter around 10 a.m. at uh, Watts Hall, which is one of the dorms there. And a text message that went out to all the students that said, run, hide, and fight, mm-hmm. which seems like counterintuitive. Either you run or you hide or you fight. I guess if you have to do it, you do one of those things. Right, right. Uh, law enforcement sources said a car rammed into the dorm at around 9.40 a.m. A and car? Two, yeah. And two people got out of the car. Um, Armed? A car drove into a crowd, and most of the affected appeared to have stab wounds. The university appears to be secure now. The students are safe. We don't know. Uh, oh, see, now I heard there was a shooter. It's that's what shooter? I heard, too. But now this is the updated one. Maybe there wasn't a shooter. Okay. It seems like everyone that's, either that's got hit we... by the car or got stabbed. All right. Uh, Columbus police, Ohio State police, and deputies with the Franklin County Sheriff's deputies rushed to the scene. Students took to social media to find info, posted video, and pictures to Twitter. Police were searching the area. There was police and SWAT activity at a garage uh, on campus. Officers with rifles and armored vehicles were seen there before the threat was lifted. Four victims went to Ohio State Medical Center. Um, there are three victims and two victims went to another hospital. Three went to another one. None of the victims had life-threatening injuries. Another victim's in critical condition at an area hospital. Um, oh, that's a life-threatening injury? Yeah. Of the, of the well. Yeah, that's weird. The criti- one, okay, one four is- went to Ohio State Wexner. Ohio yep. Health Medical Center is caring for three. Two went to Ohio Health Riverside Methodist Hospital. None of them had life-threatening All injuries. Right. Another victim is in critical condition at a different hospital. Mm. Um, That's awful. Yeah. Another mm. student said she was in a business class when she received the emergency alert. People were running outside. Uh, chairman for the Department of Material Science and Engineering arrived at Watts Hall after the attack was over. He said students told him that someone called in a fluorine leak in the building, <clears throat> which has lab facilities, as required during emergencies, the students congregated in the courtyard outside the building. The attacker then drove the car into the courtyard. So uh, someone called in and said, everybody has to get out. There's a leak. Everyone came out, and then they drove and into the they crowd. Drove it in, yep. um, they didn't investigate whether there was a leak or not before they had everybody go out. I guess you don't even wait. You know, once It's like a bomb scare. Yeah. Once they call it in, you got to go out. Uh, one victim was struck so hard, their body flew into the air, Ooh. landing on a hard surface. Anderson said one of his colleagues was slashed in the lower leg by an attacker. Um, the schools have been locked down for a short time while police investigated. The ban has been lifted. Do they have the attackers? Uh, hmm. That's the question. I believe one of the attackers is dead. Okay. All right. But I don't know. I'm not. It doesn't say it here in this latest yeah, one we'll from the uh, later today. From the Ohio or Cleveland Dispatch or whatever it right. is. But uh, yeah, more info on this. We'll we'll give it to you here. It still seems like it's yeah. a bit of a developing situation and a situation that, like most of the ones these days, you get some info in. Reporters start trying to crowdsource their sources, and then they, they and then they get a bunch of bad wrong. information, right. and that's exactly. what's, that's what's already happening. Yeah, you got to wait till later in the day for everything to clear out. But by the way, aside from reality here, right. The most talked about game over the weekend 
was the Michigan-Ohio State oh, yes. football game no on question. Saturday mm-hmm. with a very, you know, controversial call on a fourth down play, which I thought from the angle I saw in the air, it looked like the runner had gotten the first down mm-hmm. barely, but didn't, as Justin next door said, didn't deserve it, yeah. <laughs> you know, but they didn't have a very good angle replay wise. I don't know what the refs were able to look at or anything like that, but that was a fabulous college football game. And um, just, I mean, just left everybody like, wow, you know? Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. 603-883-9900 is the phone number, 883-9900. Text line 845-827-1250. There's notes from the kingdom. Next hour, we got our picks for you, Uh and they were not good for Tom King, as expected. That's coming up. Have you been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight? Well, put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, paint and supplies, window treatments, and especially wallpaper and flooring. They offer wall coverings for your commercial, designer, and residential properties and work with top brands to give you the floor that you're looking for. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager, to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You're welcome.